Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about using the wisdom of the tarot to access the healing and creative magic of self love. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. I'm a tarot reader and intuitive coach. You can follow me on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode on the Queen of Cups. And so before we get started, I just want to add a little note here that with any person represented in the tarot cards, I just want to point out that whether it's a king, a queen, a man, or a woman, and sometimes it's hard to tell who is who, (laughs) the gender of the person in the card does not matter. And since we're talking about queens, it doesn't only apply to women. This applies to everyone. And... I think if anything, sometimes the tarot cards can be hinting at like masculine energy or feminine energy, but it's not meant to be limited to those ideas. It's not meant to only apply to men or only apply to females. So if you guys can just keep that in mind that the tarot is for everyone, regardless of gender, and that really just goes for any card in the deck. So, I'm really excited to do this podcast on the Queen of Cups because of all the queens, I think I naturally tend to gravitate towards the Queen of Cups because I'm just, by my nature, I'm very sensitive, I'm really in touch with my emotions, I just understand her more so than the other queens of the deck. And so we're going to talk about two lessons that the Queen of Cups offers us. We're going to be talking about intrapersonal relationship, so our relationship with ourselves through emotional wellness, and then the relationships that we have with other people. We'll talk about um, our romantic relationships and then just other relationships in general. So that's what is coming up in the podcast for this episode. So let's first start with this personal relationship that we have within ourselves, which I like to describe as emotional wellness. And there is this poem by Rumi, and this one was translated by Coleman Barks. The title of this poem is The Guest House. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house, empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. I love this poem because it embodies how the Queen of Cups handles her emotions. And I've personally used this imagery of 
having a house and having your emotions pass through like guests, I've used that imagery to help me allow emotions that might surface for me that I would otherwise try to resist against. It's actually a really beautiful way to go about life and to see emotion. Like in my imagination, whenever I would be sitting at home on a Friday night and loneliness would be creeping into the door, I would see the loneliness and invite her in and give her a warm cup of tea and a blanket and just let her stay and welcome her as an honored guest in my emotional household. When I started a new job last year, I had so much fear and I was terrified. And I I met this, this fear at the door. I opened the door and I let the fear in. I set a place at the dinner table for fear. I'm like, fear, you know what? You can sit here and have dinner with me. I am honored to have you here. This may sound really silly, but honestly... That stuff really helps when you're struggling through any sort of emotion that, you know, you feel like is negative or something that is preventing you from taking action or doing what needs to be done. So you can kind of do what I did and use this poem as a meditation or a visualization. Sometimes I imagine humiliation to be this black cat that loves to wander into my house. There are certain emotions for us that we've constantly cast out and locked out and pushed out the door and and we've continued to reject it and leave it out in the cold because we fear its presence. Like I feared feeling humiliated and embarrassed for so long that I would just never put myself out there. And for a long time, I had locked that black cat out of my house and just recently as things started to change in my life I've decided to open the door and let this beautiful black cat wander into the house and just be a welcomed guest. With that visualization of it I've realized that we have the capacity to make peace with so much of what we fight against in our lives and you know these emotions they're not here to hurt us even though it feels like it sometimes our emotions can come bearing the greatest most beautiful gifts for us for example there's a time where I blamed myself for something tragic that had happened and I was really depressed about it for a long time And, you know, I thought, oh, it's my fault, even though that wasn't the truth at all. But in my deepest pain, there was this point of clarity where I realized, no, I did nothing wrong. I deserve no blame. There's nothing I could have done to prevent this from happening. And a part of me just stood up and picked myself up from the ground, like this strong sense of self-advocacy stepped in. And that's when I discovered within myself that I had the strong limiting belief that I always blamed myself and I always like told myself that it's my, it's all my fault. I should have known better. I could have done something to prevent this. And just this impulse to blame myself and punish myself 
for things that were outside of my, my control, I was able to gain so much awareness of that because I was able to sit with the blame. I was able to sit with just the hard, uncomfortable emotions that were rising up within me. That was a huge moment for me. And that was such a priceless gift to receive from these painful emotions. And now, you know, after this whole tragic event had resolved and I had forgiven myself and I had made peace with it, I was able to see other people blame themselves in a similar way. Like I I saw my mom blame herself in a similar way for things that were completely out of her control. And I could feel so much compassion for her. And I'm able to sit there and hear her talk about, oh, she should have done this, she should have done that. And I'm able to see her as an innocent, well-intentioned person and not agree with any of the judgments she's having about herself, not agree with any of the faults that she sees in herself. That was amazing for me. That just goes to show that when we are able to embrace our hardest emotions and have compassion for ourselves during our darkest times, that is when we are able to hold so much more loving space for other people and what they're going through. The Queen of Cups also uses language differently when it comes to talking about her emotions. Instead of saying, I am anxious, she says, I'm with anxiety. And going back to the poem, the anxiety is a welcome guest in her home. A guest that is not going to be there forever. A guest that's just passing through. And it makes you feel like you can just befriend this emotion. Like, I am with sadness. I am with grief. I am with loneliness. You can just imagine these emotions as friends or however, um, whatever imagery that comes to you and that you feel called to think of. And it's kind of like going back to humiliation, being personifying humiliation as this cute black cat in my mind. You know, we could do this for a lot of things. If we're a fan of baby animals, <laughs> like, I don't know who doesn't like to look on YouTube of like little cute baby animals and cubs and bears and everything. And, you know, sometimes after a long day, that's all you need to pick yourself back up. But like, if you are having a hard time with loss at the moment and you feel like, like it's just this heavy grief that you can't bear anymore imagine that grief to be a gentle baby elephant that's just sitting next to you just part of your experience just passing through your house just a a guest that's gonna come and that will leave and it's just a baby elephant it means no harm and it's here for you to love it So you can really use anything that will inspire you to reach out to these emotions and befriend them instead of pushing them away. And when these emotions come to visit, there are two things that happen. We are with this emotion and then we usually have a reaction to the emotion. Like, I've been mad at myself for feeling jealous or I've been annoyed with myself for being so sad. So 
it's important to evaluate what attitude you bring when you meet your emotions. You could meet your emotions at the door with complete love and compassion, or you can meet your emotions at the door with fear and just refuse to open the door to them. Pema Chadron, I really don't know how to say her last name, (laughs) but in her book, When Things Fall Apart, she has this chapter dedicated to loneliness. And I just want to share with you two tidbits from that chapter that really hit the nail on the head in terms of this work that we do with the Queen of Cups. She says, loneliness is not a problem. Loneliness is nothing to be solved. The same is true for any other experience we might have. How amazing is that statement? Loneliness is not a problem. Loneliness is not something to be solved. The Queen of Cups doesn't see her emotions as issues to be solved. It's like you're at the beach or, you know, at sea and you look at the waves and you don't see the waves as problems. You don't try to solve the problem of waves. The trick is to go with the waves, to ride with them, and maybe even have fun with them, and ride a boat on them and surf with them. If we could think of our emotions like waves in the ocean, it's just our emotions are part of the package when we come here as humans. There is nothing wrong with having them. And we can take those sentences and insert any emotion you find yourself struggling to feel and use it as a prayer for yourself. Heartache is not a problem. Heartache is nothing to be solved. Disappointment is not a problem. Disappointment is nothing to be solved. And what this does is it shifts the way we approach our emotions and it becomes okay and normal to feel heartache. It becomes okay and normal to feel lonely. It becomes okay and normal to feel despair. We don't need to rush in and fix it and, you know, try to change it really fast. And oftentimes when we try to change things and fix things really quickly and rush to the end where everything is all nice and positive and sunshine again, that's often when things get worse. Because when we try to fix our emotions, we usually use certain behaviors to numb them out instead and that's when our health can start to suffer like drinking and smoking and eating and going and doing drugs and not that these things are inherently bad but when we use it to numb out on our emotions and in order to run away from our emotions that's when we can run into some issues and later on in the chapter Pema says, when you wake up in the morning and out of nowhere comes the heartache of alienation and loneliness, could you use that as a golden opportunity? Rather than persecuting yourself or feeling that something terribly wrong is happening, right there in that moment of sadness and longing, could you relax and touch the limitless space of the human heart? Those words have Queen of Cups written all over it. It's that invitation to relax into the emotion and not demonize it. And that is what the Queen of Cups offers us. And that process can feel so beautiful and liberating and it can allow you to explore the depths of your own heart in a way that you never have before. 
Okay, so we're going to shift the episode here to talk about our relationships with other people. Specifically in this portion, the romantic relationship. This message is for anyone who is struggling to find the right person. You've been dating and trying to meet new people and it just seems like it's not happening and it's not going to happen and there's no hope and time is running out and the queen of cups is the perfect card to turn to when you're in this state so if you've been single for a really long time one of the lessons that the queen of cups has to offer us is to not go out there and hustle and go on 500 dates and do that whole thing Oftentimes, the answer is within ourselves and in improving our relationship with ourselves. So if you think of marriage vows, right? Like through sickness and in health, they will stand by each other no matter what. The Queen of Cups wants you to extend this vow to yourself. Like think of marrying yourself and what that would be like. Think of unconditional self-love like you will stand by yourself no matter what through sickness and in health the queen of cups is a devoted partner to herself through her emotional life and each emotion whether it's loneliness or heartbreak or despair or longing she holds herself close with compassion and love and with this she becomes the master at self-soothing It's like every time she goes through something, she can wrap herself in the warmest, softest blanket of compassion. And she knows how to take care of herself emotionally. But like think about this idea of caring for yourself like you were married to yourself. Like think of how you want to feel in a relationship. Because basically all the things that we really want, all of the goals that we have in our minds, if you really think about it, We want those things because of how they will make us feel. We want a partner because we think it'll make us feel loved or complete. But what if you just felt that way first? You felt loved and complete first. This is a great way to start to see yourself. Like I remember during the times of my life where I was really struggling with trying to find the right person. I ran into this idea that talked about filling your own cup with your own love and then letting that spill out abundantly into the world. So it's this idea of starting with already feeling loved, already feeling whole, and then going out there and then dating and then trying to meet new people and just really focusing on filling our own cups first. So... Maybe we feel more loved by saying affirmations to ourselves. You know, that's an amazing exercise to do on a regular basis. You could do mirror work. You could do prayers. You could indulge in really fun hobbies that you really like to do. Anything that will get you to the feeling state of being loved and feeling valuable and feeling complete, like all the things that you want in an actual relationship, that is what filling your own cup means. And another way of looking at this is believing that at the same time that you're trying to go out there and find this partner, 
this partner is also trying to find you as well. When I do readings for people who are trying to find the right partners or who have been single for years and are frustrated with that, I've noticed that there's so much that is calling to be resolved within themselves. Like there seems to be this belief that it's better to be with someone than to be by yourself. And let's just think about that for a second. Imagine two scenarios. One scenario, there's this ideal scenario. It's you and this perfect partner of yours looking super happy and having such a fulfilling relationship. And then I want you to imagine above your head, like a video game, there's this meter that says lovability and that meter is full. It says 100%. And that makes sense, right? Like you you look so happy. Of course, being in a fulfilling relationship will help you feel more lovable. And you're in love with this person and this person loves you and it's unconditional and all is well. And, you know, like, of course, that is the lovability bar up there is at 100. But now let's go into the next scenario. In this one, there is no one else. It's just you. Very single you. And when we look at that meter above your head, what number do we see? 100%. Most of society would probably be thinking, no, impossible, it can't be. It's embarrassing to be single. It's embarrassing to be alone on the holidays or on Valentine's Day or whatever. This is really where inviting the energy of the Queen of Cups can really help us. And the Queen of Cups just wants you to realize that you are lovable and you are worthy and you are beautiful equally in both scenarios. Scenario one is not better than scenario two. You as a person in a relationship is not better, not any better, not any more whole or lovable than you as a single person with no relationship. There is nothing missing in scenario two. The Queen of Cups looks at you as whole and complete. And if we can just borrow her belief in us, we can learn to see ourselves in that way regardless of our relationship status. And when we can stop beating ourselves up for being single, that is typically when the floodgates of opportunities start to open up. And the energy that we put out into the world shifts. And suddenly there becomes this amazing ease about you. And then you go on dates and you meet awesome people. And regardless of what happens, there's this understanding that, you know, it would be amazing to be in this relationship, but it'd also equally be amazing to not be in that relationship. So you're okay if this works out and you're okay if it doesn't. So imagine what it would be like to go out in the world and date with that kind of energy. And so let's shift gears a bit here and talk about the Queen of Cups in the context of any relationship you have, whether it's with family or your coworkers or friends or, you know, whoever. The Queen of Cups can always be invited to help. And one of the things that she encourages us to do is to be open to understanding other people's perspectives, right? Like to act with empathy. 
when I understood more of my mother's perspective and how she grew up and her story of why she does what she does, instead of seeing her as the enemy like I used to when I was a rebellious teenager, I was able to feel enormous compassion for her. And it's like, all of a sudden things made sense. Like, of course she's doing what she's doing because she believes this. And we can apply that same principle to others. It's like, people are doing the best they can with what they know at that moment in time. It's believing in the positive intent of other people, regardless of whether or not it may be true. Because most of the time, we tend to assume the negative anyways, and that might not even be true either. It's like when someone cuts in front of us in the highway, we automatically call this person a jackass who has no consideration. But what if this person is rushing his laboring wife to the hospital? What if this person is trying to get to his kid at home because there's a fire or an emergency? What if we decided to assume something more positive that we can understand instead of these negative things? And in believing in the positive intent of the other person, believing that this person is doing the best that they can with what they know, unfortunately, that sometimes means that some people lash out. And that's the only way they know how to deal with this situation. Like there have been times where I've lashed out before because I was incredibly stressed and there was so much pressure. And it was just the only way I knew how to deal with the situation at the time. We can find so many moments in our own lives where we've done this. And it wasn't to purposefully hurt someone. It's because that's what you thought you needed to do in order to get what you need. Somewhere along the way, we've came to the conclusion that the only way to get things done is to yell at people or to micromanage people. And so if we can just look at ourselves and also look at other people with more understanding, seeing them as doing the best that they could do with the knowledge that they have at that time can really make a big difference in terms of our relationship with them. The best relationships for me have been the ones where I've been able to perceive this person with absolutely no malice or bad intent. Here's the thing, even if this person is trying to hurt you, whether it's to get you in trouble or sabotage you, it's really about what's seeing underneath. It's like how in some movies, the villain isn't just a villain because they're pure evil. Oftentimes, they have a really heartbreaking backstory that when it's revealed, it makes us have so much compassion and understanding. And we see, oh, that's why they are the way they are. It's like the movie Joker. Is it The Joker or Joker? I don't remember. But (laughs) the one with Joaquin Phoenix in it that just came out. It was a really awkward movie because you find yourself having so much compassion and feeling bad for this guy who has been hurt in his life. But then you're also like, wait, if I feel bad for him and I have compassion for him and he's also killing other people, does that make me bad? (laughs) It's like this weird compassion that you can have with villains. But, But that's really what it becomes. 
And it can transform any relationship. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're condoning their behavior and you're saying what they're doing is right or good, but you can understand their intent. And it could be coming from a place where they've been hurt. And the only way that they have felt like they could protect themselves is to lash out on other people. So even if someone is personally attacking you and your character, we can still decide to see it as not personal. They are projecting their fears onto you and acting upon it. And it's okay if this still doesn't sound like something you'd want to do. You can just sit with it. But ultimately, that is what the Queen of Cups is offering you in all relationships. And what she's really offering is emotional liberation. She's giving you the path to decide how you want to feel by deciding how you want to perceive the world and the people around you. You can decide how you want to perceive your family or your friends or your partner. They could be totally new people to you. They could have new meaning in your life. And ultimately, in doing that, it's basically the act of forgiving. Forgiving is letting go of the past. It's letting go of the identities you've created, the stories in your mind that you've made up about the people around you. And let me tell you something, that can really change people and how they show up in the story of your life. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this podcast on the Queen of Cups. And ultimately, I hope you guys can see that the work of the Queen of Cups is really to help build emotional wellness within ourselves. And it's all about filling our own cups so much that it overflows out into the world, into our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with our friends, our family, partners, coworkers, loved ones, whoever. And I hope the message of the Queen of Cups can serve you in your life right now with whatever you are going through. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow me on Instagram to get the latest news on the podcast at Self Love Tarot. I will be back with another queen next week. What queen? I don't know. It's a mystery. You'll just have to find out when the time comes. Otherwise, I will talk to you next week. Take care. <laughs>